2: Big event coming up tomorrow night in Palo Alto at the Elks Lodge. You can sign up for it at Rob Black Show. Use code RADIO25 to get in. It's incoming retirement. Bitcoin. Warren Buffett said if he could short it, he would. And they didn't say if he could short it. He said if I could short it, I wouldn't because it it's too crazy. But he thinks it will be much lower in five years. I kind of agree. But th- does that make me look like a jack monkey at this point in time Uh, as bitcoin goes higher and lower and higher and lower yes movie pass is out there $9.95 all you can eat buffet of movies per month theaters hate it but they love it because it gets more people into their services trying to disrupt the theater going model what uber did to cabs what Netflix did to television, viewing, consumption MoviePass wants to get that price cut alluring 9.95 a month for unlimited movies the thought is you'll probably, they'll get it on the action they can market movies like I, Tonya. they'll make some money there maybe they'll get a cut of the concessions maybe they'll get a cut of the ticket price maybe they, we'll find out But they added 500,000 subscribers over Christmas. So they're now at 1.5 million paid subscribers. And it's saving you do-re-mi, which I'm all about. Deadly flooding on Santa Barbara Coast as fire turns to mud. Do you notice it rained a lot in San Francisco, the Bay Area, in the last 48 hours? It actually rained all across the state of California. And this is a big state. So at least 13 people have been injured or killed. Um, it's muddy, it's grotesque out there. Santa Santa Barbara, Southern California was drenched. Um, and it did a lot of pain in Montecito, which is like the song, Despocito. I go Montecito. Uh, they're using rescue dogs to find survivors. That's pretty crazy. Um, considering it's like where Oprah Winfrey lives. In nearby carpenteria, construction workers spent the day trying to clear the road of downed trees, boulders, and thick mud using tractors. Uh, yeah. Yeah. This could happen in your neighborhood, because if it can happen in Mont. Cito. It can happen anywhere, in my opinion. The magnitude 7.6 quake hits the Caribbean Sea. And that makes me think of Billy Ocean and Caribbean Queen. Now you're living the same dream, and our hearts just beat as one. Where did it hit? Somewhere between Jamaica, Guatemala, and Cuba. Um, so if they can get hit with an earthquake, I certainly feel that I can get hit with an earthquake. So, are you prepared? That's a big question. Are you prepared? That's a big, 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 big question. And I don't have an answer to it, to be quite honest with you. I wish I did. But you should look at your insurance documents on occasion. You should up the insurance that you have every five or so years. If your house goes up in value, up your insurance too, and make sure that it covers that. Because when you first bought it, you probably called an 800 number, 800 insurance company, and it went something like this. Yeah, I just bought a house. Oh, that's nice. Congratulations. How much did you pay for it? Um 800,000? Okay, so I see that the structure's worth 300,000, the property's worth 500,000. Do you want coverage on 800,000? No, I only need coverage on the house. In case it gets knocked down, I want to rebuild it. So 300,000 would be lovely. Thank you. Oh, let's talk about how much valuables are in your home. Five years later, that same question is going to be more expensive you would have to pay a little bit more for the proper insurance, but you should. Because at some point in time, your house will burn down. At some point in time, your house will get knocked down. At some point in time, the big bad wolf will come. And your mom and dad will be gone. So they've moved away. They've packed everything up. They've left you. It's up to you to handle the big bad wolf at this point in time. Hmm. Lots going on. Lots going on. Um, Tesla, I hate to sound dramatic, but in, this, in the in the vein of sounding dramatic, now's the time to own Tesla, if you ever want to own Tesla, because next year, Tesla's going to have a different story to be told. This year is, will they be able to deliver on the Model 3? Next year is, what's next? So, Tesla's not a stock that I own. Do I wish I owned it at times? Yes. Um, Are they competing with the automobile industry, which sometimes is a race to zero? Yes. But the spin that Tesla has is this year. Next year, they'll have a lot less to be able to spend. They'll have to deliver on their numbers throughout this year. But next year, it'll be more about the numbers. So if you want to own Tesla, now is the time. And that was my most dramatic voice that I could use for the record, and it wasn't that dramatic now, was it? Thank you. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. I wanna accept this Academy Award on behalf of women, on behalf of men, and on behalf of dogs. Thank you. Um, Me and Cujo grew up together, and Cujo always told me that I was going to be an amazing, amazing speaker. Thank you, Cujo. Thanks, Cujo. Love you, too. What? Timmy fell down the well? We gotta go save Timmy? Oh, you're just hungry. Timmy didn't fall down the well. Gotcha. Gotcha. You want some of your canned dog food that's wet versus dry? 800-516-1220 800 516 to get your calls on the air. Anything that you want to talk about, we could talk about. Um, I've hit Buffett on cryptocurrencies. China is reportedly thinking of halting U.S. Treasury purchases. And they've kind of been buying our debt for years and years and years. And then we bought our own debt. And, you know, will gold increase? Will it fall? What will happen with cryptocurrencies. Uh, China's the biggest buyer of U.S. sovereign debt out there. Um And if they slow down their purchases, what does that mean? It means we won't have someone financing our growth. Uh, If China stops buying treasuries, the market could suffer. So treasury financing needs are going to rise significantly in 2018 and beyond. So treasury department is going to be looking for as many sources of demand as they can find. The news is worrisome. The 10-year treasury yield, uh, 10-year note, is now at 2.58%. So why would you buy a bond when you can own a U.S. Treasury. In theory, that's the idea at this point in time. And why would you buy at 2.3% when you could buy at 2.58%? So Sears warns it will consider all options as it's struggling to refinance a billion dollars in debt. Sears Sears same-store sales fell 16 to 17%. I can't even believe in this day and age we're talking about Sears. I can't believe it. In the day of Amazon and Target and Walmart, I can't believe Sears is still relevant on any way to explore anything other than going bankrupt. Parent company of Sears and Kmart said it's in talks with lenders about transactions that would strengthen its balance sheet, but it's got a billion dollars of debt. Would, if I were high as a kite, if you give me like painkillers and I'm out of my mind high, would I lend money to Sears? No, because I'd like, duh, there's Amazon out there. And that bothers me enormously. Hey, big event coming up tomorrow night. Income and retirement seminar. You can sign up at Rob Black Show. Use the code Radio Twenty Five. It's your last chance. Use the code Radio Twenty Five Seminar Rob Black Show. Rob Black Show. Sign up using code Radio Twenty Five tomorrow night. Palo Alto Elks Lodge. Income and retirement. See you there. I know it's
1: almost. making financial sense of your portfolio. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW.
2: Hello, hello. I'm Rob Black talking money, investing more. Thanks for listening to the show. Got a big event coming up tomorrow night in the Bay Area. You can sign up for it at newfocusfinancial.com. It's retirement income strategies and estate planning uh, tied towards the new year, protecting your state from long-term care costs, measuring your risk, social security strategies, minimizing your return on income taxes. Oh, I talked to a CAPA just the other day about that exact thought. Thank you, Donald Trump, for hurting California. And New York and Connecticut in an attempt to basically go after the Democrat states, right? United uh, the United States. The uh, United States. Palo Alto, Elks Lodge, tomorrow night, 630 to 830. Big event. It's tied towards income strategies and estate planning. You can sign up at dot com, or newfocusfinancial.com. Use the code RADIO25 to get in for free. Time is running out, just so you know. A uh, couple thoughts, couple thoughts, couple thoughts, couple thoughts. Movie Pass is one of those runaway hits, not like a runaway train, but a runaway hit. For nine dollars and ninety-nine cents, or ten dollars per month, you get unlimited movies, where you can go to the movie and you get a pass. Publicly traded to Helios and Matheson, everyone thinks this company is going to fail, and now they've hit one and a half million subscribers. I like it. I like the idea of it. I like the idea of going to movies, theaters. I like the idea of popcorn that someone else pops, not my microwave. I like it. I like it. I like it. And I would use it as long as it's available to be used, because it ain't going to be there forever, and they'll change the pricing, they'll change something. But initially to draw people in, they're giving away the kit and the caboodle, so to speak. we pass in the news today um what else is in the news today a million dollar nest egg it's long been considered the 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 benchmark for a secure retirement one million dollars sadly when we could make billion. exactly you need more than just a million dollars a 67-year-old baby boomer retiring now with a million dollars will generate roughly $40,000 to live on, adjusted for inflation, assuming a sustainable withdrawal rate of 4%. But a 42-year-old who's $1 million at retirement will only generate an adjusted for inflation $19,000 in a year. When all is said and done, the 32-year-old millennial planning to retire at seventh million million would be below the poverty line. So you're needing more than a million. If you're a baby boomer, you're okay. If you're a Generation Xer, you're not so much okay. And if you're a millennial, you're in poverty. How long does a nest egg of one million really last? Oh, boy. That's not a good good news story to start with today, is it? I feel like I should find something happier. (laughs) Is there happier out there? Uh, stock market is starting to look at interest rates and go, "Uh uh-oh, this is going to be one of those, what I would refer to as an inverse correlation. It's a focal point. It's something we're thinking about as a 10-year treasury marches higher. The 10-year treasury is marching higher, like a parade, like a Rose Bowl parade, so to speak. And Wall Street doesn't like it. Just throwing that out at you. Elsewhere out there today, what do we have as far as big stories go? Um, 37% Generation Xers say they won't be able to afford retirement. Generation Xers, that's me. I, I feel like my, my inner Nirvana, inner Nirvana uh, my, my inner Kurt Cobain is showing right now. Nearly 4 out of 10 Generation Xers, 37% born between 65, 1965 and late 70s say they would like to stop working for good and fully retire someday. But they're all behind in saving them for retirement.
1: That's terrible.
2: That's terrible. 49% are worried about running out of money once they leave the workforce. Two out of 10 say they aren't saving or investing for anything. Wow, 20% of my fellow fellows aren't saving for anything? Wow. Only a third expect to be uh, secured retirement, and we rushed out and did things. Our parents bought a house, we bought a house. Millennials are waiting to buy a house until it's like the perfect time to buy a house. They're buying houses, but they're waiting for the perfect time. So that's out there. Man, I'm stressed out today. This is not good. I need a day off, and I just had like nine days off, right? I need a drink, and it's too early to drink. Can't drink all day if you don't start in the morning. I'm taking Just a breather. Sorry. Oh, good God. You. You again, my inner voice. You. Big uh, retirement income strategy to a state planning event. Palo Alto Elks Lodge tomorrow night. Palo Alto. 630 to 830. All right. Show.com. All right. Okay. Now I'm channeling my inner McConaughey. All right. All right. All right. And that's never a bad thing until it's a bad thing. And you're playing bongos buck naked in the middle of the night and cops knocking on your door. And that's ExxonMobil, one of the stocks that I'm thinking about thinking about uh oils moved higher quickly this year, and there's a little bit of stress in the middle East exxonMobil um, very interesting Chevron texaco very interesting, so elsewhere are out there um. A lot of stocks are getting like a lot of news right now, like Intuitive Surgical. It's the beginning of the year, and people look at the beginning of the year, and they go, what stocks can I buy? Uh, intuitive Surgical, they make the Da Vinci Surgical System for robot-assisted minimally invasive surgeries. Um, their shares showed up a big 73% gain in 2017, and Wall Street's still investing in them. Just throwing that out there. 800 516 1220 to get your calls on the air. It's 800 516 1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. San Jose and Raleigh are the hottest housing markets in the United States right now. Home values in San Jose have risen 17% over the past year. Ooh. Ooh. Median home value now in San Jose is 1.1 1. 1 million. It's expected to grow about 8.9% this year. Raleigh, North Carolina, and Charlotte, North Carolina, are both doing well. And all three have something in common, stronger incomes and population growth. Uh, Top real estate markets for jobs right now. Where the jobs are, real estate tends to go up. Seattle, San Francisco, Austin, Denver, Nashville, Portland, and Dallas. Big event coming up tomorrow night. You can sign up for it. At the Palo Alto Elks Lodge by going to Rob Black Show, Rob Black Show and use code Radio25 to get in for free. Can
1: you Your comments and questions are always welcome. Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220, KDOW.
2: Wrapping.com has been a trusted relationship of mine for 20 years now. Joining me to talk about the new year and the outlook for the economy and the stock market, Patrick O'Hare. How are you, Mr. O'Hare? Hey Rob, I'm doing well. It's nice to be back with you. <clears throat> happy New Year, so to speak. Yeah, likewise. With that being said, uh, it's going to be a Happy New Year on Wall Street. We we got that triumphant. We got the um, Santa Claus rally happened the five to seven days after Christmas. Everything went up. Then we got the first five days of the stock market in January going up. And then if we close out January, it's it's proven fact that 93% of the time the market goes up for the year. Uh, Are we going to get there, do you think? What's your thoughts? Well, that's right.
3: It tends to be a a pretty encouraging indicator when uh, not only the first week of January goes well, but when the month of January goes well. And I think really the answer to uh, 2018 is going to rest in what goes on with with interest rates. And, uh, you know, if interest rates remain relatively low, uh, then the stock market has a reasonable chance to have another up year.
2: (laughs) And is that what we're expecting at this point in time? And if we're expecting it, isn't that a bad thing? Because you always should be looking out for what doesn't happen. Like, we've never predicted a bad year, but high oil or terrorism or um, Russia invading a country, something will happen to mess up a predicted well year. Is that not true?
3: Well, you would would think, but, of course, as we saw you know, consistently throughout 2017, anything that was, you know, bad from a news standpoint certainly did not disrupt the equity market, whether we were talking okay. about, you know, North Korea uh, uh, bolstering its nuclear arsenal or some of the, you know, heightened political uncertainty surrounding tax reform and the repeal of affordable care and, you know, the investigation into Russia's meddling in the election. Uh, you know, the markets continued to, to fight on, if you will, and, and uh, didn't suffer any meaningful pullback of any kind throughout twenty seventeen and that was largely the case because it had some really strong uh, underlying fundamental support in the fact that interest rates were low, inflation was low, and earnings growth was strong, you know, and of course you've layered on top of that the uh, the optimism over potential tax reform and what it could do to help lift earnings in 2018. Uh those were sustaining factors. So so we know I think looking at 2018, you know, what the um, Uh, what the support structure could be or needs to be to keep things on the up and up. And so if you can continue strong earnings growth, uh, continue low inflation and continued low interest rates, uh, you know, those are important fundamental support structures for the equity market. and, And at the least, it should you know prevent a uh you know a major sell off in the equity market doesn't mean you have to go you know sky high necessarily but uh but it's the type of uh, fundamental foundation that should keep things uh um, you know relatively stable here for investors so that's why we everyone seems to be keeping a close eye on on interest rate developments right now and those forces that are going to ultimately drive interest rates like inflation trends uh, what's going on with uh, you know the Bank of Japan and the ECB and what uh, their monetary policy moves might be um, so so you know clearly it's it's a major focal point here as uh, two thousand and eighteen unfolds. Mm-hmm.
2: Now, 2017 was another great year for Facebook, for Amazon, for Netflix, for Google Alphabet, for Apple. It seems like we're riding, we're surfing on that. It seems like, I mean, I own a lot of Apple, and I'm stinking wealthy because of it. Um, should I sell? Do, do we continue to ride the big boys, so to speak? Um, are you worried that that has become a story own facebook get wealthy own amazon get wealthy own netflix get wealthy uh do you see where i'm trying to go with this question yeah you know
3: and and i think rob you know obviously the answer always boils down to what everyone's individual risk tolerance and time horizons are now if we take a step back and look at things in a general sense those stocks you've named have had huge runs uh and uh and they've been um uh uh, some would argue that you know they've been crowded, if you will, in terms of everybody you know funneling into those names, and that can create you know a little bit of uh, you know of a dislocating factor. In the event you get some exogenous factor that really disrupts the market or those individual names, and you see a mass exodus, you know, at the same time you could you know all of a sudden see a you know material setback in those stocks. So probably after a run like those, you know, maybe the more prudent thing is is to um, you know, trim some of those positions, reallocate that money into some other areas that might not have done as well uh, if you have a long-term mindset. But, you know, with the latter having been said, if you do have a long-term mindset, uh, you know, a lot of people probably have gotten into those names at a much lower cost basis so they can afford to write out some of the near-term volatility that might lead to some setbacks in those, those leading names, uh, which are clearly companies that are here for the long haul and, uh, you know, are Major powers in their respective niches.
2: So, this has been a big year in 2017 where Donald Trump and President Donald Trump got his tax reform uh, pushed through. 2018 is setting out for midterm elections, and as an investor, I get nervous. I always try to find things that could go wrong. I always try to find things that could upset the market. Um, I'm not looking for the positives because the positives are obvious. We have got capitalism. We've got low unemployment. We've got a pretty decent job market. Pretty healthy auto market. Pretty healthy uh, uh, housing market. Although crazy out of price. Um, midterm elections. Does that have you worried at all? Um, and what what are some of the other outside factors that might have you thinking?
3: Well, you know, I think when it comes to the matter of politics, right, if we had, uh, you know, gotten caught up in in all the political noise in 2017, uh, certainly would have missed quite a ride in the equity market. Sure. And, you know, politics is is always going to. Uh, you, you know, create some noise in the echo chamber, if you will. And the midterm elections will be interesting, obviously, because uh, it's, it seems to be a lot of uh, uncertainty right now as to whether Republicans can hold both, can, uh, you know, control of both houses of Congress. And uh, and I think the market, you know, will have that in the back of its mind. Probably will cross that bridge when it gets to it. But, in matters like that, that you just don't really know what the outcome is until you get the outcome. You have to reorient yourself into those factors that really are important for for stock market returns. And again, I you know I'm just going to draw it right back to the, you know those fundamental factors that are the most important considerations for any equity investor. It's earnings, interest rates, uh, those two factors in particular. And of course, what happens with inflation will will drive trends in interest rates. But um, but that's what really people should focus on. And uh, and what happens with the election will then uh, ultimately dictate buying and selling decisions on the other side of it, but wouldn't get too caught up in it ahead of those elections because you just don't know what the outcome is.
2: That's fair enough. Um, I see in your page one report today that you talked a little bit about some of the corporate news out there, United Continental and American Airlines. Both are going higher on their fourth quarter guidance Um, Do you look at transports like airlines and like trains and like trucking companies as a leading indicator or do you think that's kind of an old economic indicator that you don't use as much these days?
3: no I, I do continue to look at them as a leading indicator uh when you consider uh, you know the 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 footprint they have in 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 the economy in terms of transporting people and goods uh by rail by air by by sea um, they are really important indicators and in the case of like United and American when they're you know raising their guidance for the fourth quarter um you know that's an encouraging encouraging factor and, and there's some uh added import there when you consider that uh with tax reform having been passed and lower corporate tax rate that you might have also a pickup in business travel here in in 2018 that could be a good thing for those airlines assuming you know oil prices don't uh keep climbing you know unabated here like they have of late so um but all in all i think overall earnings guidance to this point has been relatively reassuring. And that's going to be an important consideration here as the fourth quarter earnings reporting period starts to unfold uh, in the next coming weeks here, because a lot of investors, market participants could be keeping an eye on whether the guidance coming out of that period is going to ultimately validate the, uh, the stretch valuations at which many of these stocks are trading.
2: So I'm going to throw you a softball and say, is there anything that you're working on for 2018 in your various roles at briefing.com, Patrick O'Hare, whether it be your page one or your big picture, is there anything that you're working on that you want to share with us at this point in time? What can we expect coming out of your, uh, your pen, so to speak, in the next couple of weeks?
3: Right. Well, um you know certainly, in the next week here or this week you know i 'll be doing an earnings preview for that fourth quarter reporting period uh, as I do uh, ahead of every reporting period uh, but you'll probably see a lot of attention to uh, interest rate dynamics uh, across the commentary that i 'll be providing and and really those, those factors that are going to ultimately be drivers of interest rates, uh, you know, certainly here in the United States and perhaps abroad. So uh, so that will be a focal point for me uh, over the next coming weeks. And uh, as it relates to the remainder of this week, keeping a close eye on the CPI data that comes out on Friday, uh, as that will contribute to the narrative surrounding uh, budding inflation concerns and what that might do for the Treasury market and uh, Fed policy. Mm-hmm.
2: Thanks for your help. Thanks for coming in on a special Wednesday event for us. Start of the new year. Our schedules are in a muck, but you uh, delivered as you always do. It's Patrick O'Hare with briefing.com. You can find briefing.com at com. Patrick J. O'Hare uh, works with briefing.com. He starts my day every day with his page one column. A fair and insightful look into what's working on Wall Street internationally, domestically. Good strong content out of briefing.com. You can find them at briefing.com. Don't forget, I have an event coming up I'd love to see you at. um, It's an income and retirement event. You can sign up at Rob Black Show. Rob Black Show. Use the code radio25. It's this Thursday, tomorrow, in Palo Alto at the Elks Lodge.
1: black online at robblack.com now back to rob black and your money on am 1220 kdow
2: Rob Black, in your money, I'm Rob Black. Thanks for listening to the show. Mortgage application shot up 8.3% to start the year. There's a new landscape in tax laws, and I'm going to be interested to see how real estate plays out this year. Does it shoot up in desperation? Does it shoot up in tax planning? Refinance applications led the charge rise eleven percent from the previous week. Pent up demand from the holidays likely fueled the solid jump during Thanksgiving and Christmas and Hanukkah and Kwanzaa. We tend to slow down and say, "You know what? I don't need to see an open house." So seeing an eleven percent rise in refinancing may be being fueled because we're hanging out with family members. Homeowners may be taking advantage of lower rates now concerned that rates are going to move higher this year as they have on the 10 year treasury and on a lot of levels that plays out in the mortgage market. The amount that a bank can borrow and at what cost from the Federal Reserve and from the banking system, as those rates go higher, they're going to charge you more to give you that 30 year fixed rate mortgage or the 15 year adjustable rate mortgage or the Five-year arm. Average contract interest rate for a 30-year fixed right now, which is a conforming loan of $453,000 or less, is basically unchanged, sitting at about 4.23%. So that's out there. Warren Buffet, also known as Warren Buffett, what I like to call him the Buffet of Knowledge. Um, he basically said that the recent craze over Bitcoin and other cr- cr- cryptocurrencies will not end well. When it happens or how or anything else, I don't know. He's like, I don't have a crystal ball, but I can tell you it's going to go badly. He is the grandpapa. He is the granddaddy. He's the grand, I'd say wizard, but that starts to get into weird territory. He's anyway. the the big poobah of investing. And what he says about cryptocurrencies, he says, it's going to have a bad ending. When it happens or how or anything else, I don't know. If I could buy a five-year put on every one of the cryptocurrencies, I'd be glad to do it, but I would never short a dime's worth. Also, Buffett's right-hand man, a guy named Charlie Munger, he's got one of those creepy, freaky eyeballs that wanders. He blasted the frothiness of Bitcoin and in venture capital funding of Bitcoin. Interesting. I love Warren Buffett. And uh in basketball you try to be like Michael Jordan, i.e. a ball hog that shoots a high percentage. I know, I know. Did I just say he's a ball hog that shoots a high percentage? Yes. Oh, so I got that going for me. I'm one like one of the only people who hate hates Michael Jordan.
1: I'm in a Target case of emotion!
2: Target got upgraded to positive um, from Neutral at Susquehanna, a big research firm. And retail's not quite dead yet. Not quite dead yet for select retail, although I still think it's going to be another challenging year for retailers. But it seems like a lot of the big um, closures have happened. Target's got an overall strategy where they're going to compete with Amazon Uh, come push, pull, or shove, or what have you. They're going to do it. Um, The question is, will you do Target? Target's prepared for it. They, They will do the same day delivery the next day delivery. They'll do the price matching. But do you feel like when you go to Target that you have the same selection that you have at Amazon, or is Amazon just, like, miles ahead of them as far as inventory goes? Oh, very good questions. Coca-Cola is making a big change to Diet Coke, and I don't like it. There's now Diet Coke ginger lime, Diet Coke twisted mango, Diet Coke uh, zesty blood orange, Diet Coke feisty cherry. It's changing its Diet Coke design and rolling out new marketing. Diet Coke has struggled in the last couple of years with sales dropping 1.9%. There's been all sorts of like media reports that Diet Coke will actually make you fatter than Coke. Um, Diet Coke will cure your hemorrhoids. No, there's no Diet Coke curing hemorrhoid story out there, but their sales volume is declining by, you know, mid-single digits. America doesn't want Diet Coke anymore, and those that have it basically um, are saying, I'm not health-conscious, I'm drinking Diet Coke. Whereas in the past, you're like, I'm health-conscious, I'm drinking Diet Coke. So shoppers remain very suspicious of Diet Coke's use of artificial ingredients. Um... And I think rightfully so. Carbonated soft drinks have been a big question mark in the last three to five years. Um, Coca-Cola is trying to replicate the success of Coke Zero. Uh, Coke Zero sugar is another thing that they're going to throw out there. So all about branding and marketing. Do you feel like you get branded and marketed too? Um, I certainly do. So, 800-516-1220 to each calls on the air. Big event coming up. Retirement Income Strategies and Estate Planning Seminar tomorrow, Thursday. 630 to 830, Palo Alto Elks Lodge. Um, what accounts to draw from? Good products, bad products, retirement, social security strategies, managing your IRAs, your 401Ks. Best thing America can do right now is up the 401K matches by corporate America like Visa did. We'll be talking about this and more tomorrow night, 6.30 to 8.30, Palo Alto, Elks Lodge. Stocks to own for 2018. You can sign up for the event at Rob Black Show. Rob Black Show, use the code RADIO25. That's RADIO25 at Rob Black Show for tomorrow night, Palo Alto, Elks Lodge, 6.30 to 8.30. Hi, this is Rob Black from Rob Black and Your Money. New Year, New Seminar, Retirement Income Strategies and Estate Planning with CFP Chad Burton and Rob Black, Thursday, January 11th, 630 to 830 at the Palo Alto Elks Lodge. Retirement planning is more complicated than ever, but focusing on a few essential issues can help increase your income in retirement and your chances of enjoying a secure future. CFP Chad Burton will discuss transitioning your portfolio from the accumulation phase to income, passive versus active portfolio management, choosing the right accounts to draw from, new tax laws and new tax law strategies will be discussed good and bad retirement products, how to handle social security, and protecting your estate from long-term care costs. In addition, I will discuss the market outlook for 2018, and attorney Michelle Lerman will explain how to update your estate plan to reflect the latest laws. Please join us for our Retirement Income Strategies and Estate Planning Seminar, Thursday, January 11th, 630 to 830 at the Palo Alto Elks Lodge. Sign up at robblackshow.com. That's robblackshow.com. Registration is $25, but free for radio users if you use the code RADIO25 to get in for free.